welcome to our kind of people and today i am in the safe space at riverside meadows academy with the lovely beau roberts hello and a special guest today um who's kindly come to join us really really busy um and who who i would say is at the heart of our school community our chef rob hello welcome so what we do here what do we, what you say Bo? what what this is sort of well our podcast started because sarah wanted to invite people in to kind of share the love about what we're doing in school and each week it's somebody different so for today we thought we'd invite you because it was my idea actually it wasn't was it? your idea it was your idea yeah i said i think we need to speak to rob because we've done lots about teaching lots about the sport and the drama and the creativity but actually something that always impresses external guests when they come in is your lovely food you flatter me thank you <laughs> and um i know i've certainly used it to um to get guests in haven't i i'll email you and say <laughs> Rob, what's for lunch? We want to invite somebody in. And um, and it works. It's great. Yeah, it is. And what, I mean, this morning, I have printed off the menu for next year. And um, I'm already excited with the theme, which is America. And I have shared this this morning with the whole staffing team. And um, we are going to Harlem. Is that right, Rob? To start with, yeah. So we're we're doing the USA, but we're going to do sort of areas of the USA, and um, where hopefully, if I'm right and I've done my research properly, the food comes from. So I think Harlem is originally the home of fried chicken and waffles, even so it's claimed by other areas. Harlem apparently was the first place to have it, so that's where we're going first. I think we're going Louisiana and so on with gumbo and shrimp and grits, and then I think we're ending up with hamburger, which I'm pretty sure is actually German. But um, the Americans claim it as theirs. <laughs> got Pennsylvania. That's Meatloaf. Meatloaf. And, and he oh. is a rock star as well, isn't he? <laughs> Which is fantastic. So there's a theme there. And that's what I like. I, I just think, like, really for me, it's how the whole thing fits together in our school. You know, the food is such a pinnacle point of, for everything, really, that happens. And... Um, I think you've you've come in and made a significant difference to not only the staff's lives, um, to the curriculum, and to the culture that you're bringing in um, to the school, but also to you know to the children and their health and everything. So, well, food's a massive part. It's you could live without talking, you can live without reading, you can live without science, but you can't live without food. But then again, your life would be worse off without reading the great plays of Shakespeare or listening to classical music and so on. But food is integral to life and. Why not try to enjoy it as well, I suppose? And also, used as a learning tool. You can travel the world while still be sat in your own home. And it's great to learn about other cultures. And it's just an amazing part of life which gets overlooked constantly because it's just seen as fuel to keep you going. It's not seen as stuff to enjoy. So it's, it's pretty sad having schools and so on. You know, you have to stick by a certain set of guidelines, which is absolutely perfect. That's what the government wants. But why can't you, within them guidelines, make it enjoyable? Not just chips, burger, all the time. So that's what we try to do, and that's hopefully what the learners take away from it, and hopefully they like it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. And I think we've definitely gone to places and they've loved it. So Baboiti from South Africa pops up. Suvlaki pops up quite a lot from Greece. Other things have gone and never came back again, but um, that's just trial and error, I suppose. Yeah, 
So you, I mean, I what I love actually to see is the kitchen isn't just well, it is just Chef Rob. We, you know, we he he does a phenomenal job. Really, he is him, and if he's not prepping the food and and doing everything, Bo, he's he's then got students in there as well. Yes, so. I have my little crew, my yes. little um, crew of students that like to come in the kitchen as their safe space. Um, I won't name them, but there's two or three that definitely love to be in the kitchen at the back, annoying me at the best of times <laughs> with conversation. But um, it is nice. I must admit, it's it's enjoyable because they get to come in the kitchen, they enjoy it. It does make me laugh. And I'm sure when I'm busy, I'm a bit short with them, but I think they accept that and they're quite nice to me and they forgive me. So, And it's, like I say, it's the, watching them become happy when they are in the kitchen and actually come out of their sort of shell and talk and so on it's quite enjoyable and fulfilling it's um it's a real um interesting spot that you kind of feel within school i think it's similar in some ways to mine because we're not teachers we're not their friends we're somewhere in between and it it's that kind of gray area that allows them to feel comfy to yeah. kind of um, sometimes disclose or you know have a have a chat about something that's quite inane that they perhaps wouldn't feel as important enough to speak to their teacher about but that might flash up to us as yeah, professionals massively. like oh actually and it's funny if you look that. at kitchens if you watch the Gordon Ramsay kitchens will be the last place you think it's a safe space in the outside world but in school actually people seem to think it's a safe space and I'm quite happy for that to happen yeah it's quite nice I yeah. think you've encouraged so we do have learners who find eating difficult yeah and certain types of food and or even just eating in public yeah as we well. have sense a lot of sensory issues don't we and we have um we have some kind of I, i'd go as far as to say early eating disorder stuff happening for some of our learners as well where their mental health is impacting their appetite um, and it's i've seen several occasions where you've really stepped up and kind of um yeah, put yourself out there to figure out how how we can get these learners comfortable, safe eating. Yeah. Oh, some of the learners are the harshest critics I've ever come up against. Some of them are really harsh critics, <laughs> but it's just part of the job. And it is nice when you finally make the sort of breakthrough. And it doesn't always happen, and you have to keep going. It's a hard slog down again. But when you do finally make the breakthrough, it's sort of it is really rewarding, and it's actually worth more than a pat on the back from any head chef or a star or anything like that. And like I said, they are the harshest critics. <laughs> The harshest critics I've ever come against. They're like they won't even give you any um, positive advice or anything like that. With some dishes, it's just there. That's rubbish, and you're like, oh, why is it? Don't like it. What? What? what don't you like? All of it. <laughs> oh, back to the drawing board of that dish then. But it, it is fun once you get used to it. You know, it was a learning curve for me when I first came in. Because I'm used to being in the kitchen. It's quite rough and ready in the kitchen and so on. Professional world, you don't think about other people's feelings quite as much as you should do. And there's a lot of shouting. And when you come into, obviously, this setting, it's totally different. You can't lose your temper at students for not liking the food and not giving you positive feedback or constructive feedback. And it was a learning curve for me. And I hopefully, I'm on the other side of the curve now, and I've plateaued out and I'm fine. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> you did get recognition, didn't you? They did give you staff, staff. Yeah. They, they, they really are now. So you are part of the community. I think it, that that's what we've said, really. Although the, you hold non-teaching roles... You are very much part of their day. Um, you know, they, they acknowledge you first thing in the morning, put their faces up against the window, bang on the window at some point. Take the McCartney receding hairline. Yes, that's, yes, I've heard about that's, that's that. Me, the that's the new one at the, the moment. There's about four or five of them that love my receding hairline. It's nice yeah. to be pointed out every day. My hair's looking at me. 
<laughs> but it is very luscious and long. So yeah, but it's, 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 it's hiding it. The, the listeners can't see yes. Chef Rob. So Shall we describe yes, Chef Rob? Yes, Chef Rob is here. <laughs> he's, he's, he's wearing all black. Yes. Very chic and sophisticated. Absolutely. A beautiful pinny. <laughs> hairband. <laughs> and long hair. And very and it's, long so hair. It's tied back. And it's... Enviable so it's long hair. Shiny. Shiny long hair. It ties the bald spot on top. It's more of a comb over. It's more of a Homer Simpson. I look more like Homer Simpson, I think. It's not comb over. <laughs> Chef Rob is not your average dinner lady. He's so much more. I think so. <laughs> that that actually is true. Um, is. And, and uh, you know, obviously, I ha- we, we share a passion, don't we, Rob? Um, we don't share a uh, passion for the same team. But we do share a passion for a, a certain sport, don't we, Rob? Yeah, rugby. You chose the wrong team. I chose the right team. That's a, it's a given. I think we've both agreed on that. We're <laughs> we're now coming off the side of a few bad seasons, but you know we're we're getting better. and We're going to go where we belong, which is top. And who's your your the person that? Well, you've 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 told me quite confidently that they'll be coming to visit. <laughs> at the moment he's stuck in um, South Africa oh, so he's course. part of the South African squad I, I don't think he will be coming to visit I think I've got more chance of um, the Queen more than likely mm-hmm. but, but he's, hey, he's Rob, as good as the Queen in my never. eyes never say never here I mean we do have some guests don't we I mean, who, who do, do you come have in. fed um, St Neat's royalty that's for sure uh, the mayor I mean he's, he's, he's not quite up there with Jasper Visa but fair play the mayor came in to taste me food and he really enjoyed it. He yeah. loved the paella because um, the other thing that I love about you, um, Chef Rob, is the theatrics of the food. Like, you don't just hide away. It will be like, you oh, know. It's, bit, it's, it's, it's there, isn't it's it? Out it's, there. it's like out there. The, um, Spectacular, would yes. you say? Well, that paella started in the morning outside, didn't it? Yeah. What's that big thing that you... So it's, the, it's called paella because that's a pile of pan. So the dish is named after the pan more than the pan is named after the dish. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange one. Really strange. But yeah, it's it's all about obviously introducing new sort of ways of cooking to the learners as well. So they might not be in the kitchen that much at home and so on. Food just comes out of the kitchen. And even if they eat out, you don't really see kitchens. Food comes out of the kitchen and that's it. You don't really know what goes on around the scenes. So barbecues, anything like this where we can be out and the students can see us, it's even better because then they, they see the process. They know what's going on. They learn something new. None of the learners would have known a pile of pan more than likely at the start of last year. And now they've seen it three, four times. Yeah. And while it used to be a special dish on a Thursday theme, now it's just an average dish on a Tuesday and it's like almost normal to them, yeah. which is what we want. So if they ever go to places like Spain or anywhere and you see pile on the menu, they can confidently order it and not worry too much about it, which is obviously what we're aiming amazing. for. amazing. And when I tell people about your food, because I do tell people, and um, because it is one of the highlights of, of working here for sure, because we, we yeah. eat it as well. Yeah. And... Um, when I tell people what I've had for lunch or I send them pictures, they're like, you had sushi at school. And um, and then they say, did the kids eat that? And it is amazing. Obviously, we've, we've mentioned that some of our learners absolutely can't, you know, even bear to eat toast some yeah. days. So for them, toast is, you know, at their limit. But for, for the majority, they will eat and they will explore this food and they'll try it. Oh, massively. It's, it's hard because obviously the staff have to be on board as well mm. because I can't, if I serve it, no one's going to eat it if they don't want to. The staff mm. have to sort of get the learners on board. And it's funny because, like, like I said, we, we sort of marvel over sushi or paella, where if you went to Spain, paella would be a normal dish for students, yeah. sushi would be a normal dish for a Japanese students. And that's what we want. We want to normalise food because as the world gets smaller as such, these foods are only going to be more 
sort of able to be had by learners and by anyone that really wants them. So it's best to introduce them at an early age to new flavours, new spices, new ideas. Because as they get older, their diet will be varied, be better for them. And also, it won't be so scary when they eat out. If you go to a sushi restaurant, they won't be thinking, what the hell is this? Yeah. It'll be quite nice. They can order sushi and they know they've had it before. And you can recall on their memories to help them and keep them calm, cool and collected. My absolute favourite. Have you got a favourite? No, I like it all. I was just looking at it. My absolute favourite was that time when you foraged the garlic and then you made the garlic butter. Oh, so wild garlic, yeah. yeah. So wild garlic grows, I think the season's about February to April time, I think. And it, it grows abundantly in certain areas. And it's just, I love foraging, so it's just something, I've got abundance of it, I'll use it if I can. It was amazing, that dish. That's... So our chef forages as well. He does, he forages. <laughs> Fresh forest foraged, foraged. Foraging, yes. Foraging. So another thing that you're very interested in, Rob, because you have your radio on, is music. And you do have a varied, quite a varied uh, <laughs> collection um, of, of, of tunes. I can sort of feel your mood depending on the, uh, on yes, the playlist the of the day. So if it's rap music, you don't walk in. If it's rap music, I'm feeling, especially at half eight in the morning, um, I'm kind of getting the vibe yeah. that early. Sometimes we have a story. Yeah, yeah I like Audible. I like um, history and politics and so on on Audible. It's quite, because I find it hard to read it in a book, in a book format, it's really hard, where if you listen to it while you're working, actually, it's quite interesting. But music is a massive part of any kitchen. I think when I hear the Ace of Spades, um, <laughs> it it sets the day for me. Um, and then other days it could be, we, we're talking, what, 80s? 80s, 80s rock is a, a 80s big rock. one. Classical is... That's quite calm day for you, Rob, if it's 80s rock. Yeah, 80s I'd rock. It's quite is, mellow. Yeah. Rap music is what I grew up on, so rap music is just a reminiscence of my teenage years. Takes you back. Yeah. And then classical music is nice, it's calm, serene. Usually at the end of the day, classical, when I'm winding down, because I don't mm. want to go home pumped up. No. <laughs> so what was your school experience like? School itself, I suppose it's quite good. I didn't grow up in the nicest of areas. Um, primary school was quite nice. High school, there was a big divide between um, Asians and whites. We had an Asian population and a white population. Obviously, 9-11 happened while I was in high school, and that caused more friction. I was friends of... Um, everyone and so I listened to rap music mm-hmm. my own community didn't get rid of me but my own community wasn't very happy I was friends of people from all different nations and colours but that just happens that way food in school wasn't great so like canteen food was terrible burgers, yeah. chips but I had a really good um, food teacher her name was Miss Martin really good food teacher I had a crush on her unsurprisingly <laughs> I, I don't even think she was that good looking I think she was just like a, a mother figure to me yeah. and she really helped nurture me so everyone else was making like cheese and ham toasties and I was making sushi. Oh, wow. So she just let me do whatever I wanted. Everyone else would have a brief and I'd be like, no. And she'd go, yeah, you do what you want. I was making consommes and stuff like this, which is like not that high level now, but then it was really high level. And all the students didn't know how to make a soup. Wow. So it was quite nice. She really helped me. She didn't lie to me quite a lot, though. She said, oh, yeah, you travel the world when you're a chef. Make loads of money. You'd be famous. Then you go to university, you realise... And you now don't. you're here. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't travel the world. You Most travel of us the world aren't famous. through your food. Yes, that's it. So maybe that's what she wants. Yeah. That's what she meant, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, it was, high school was good. You can't complain. Everyone was nice, I suppose. Teachers were really good. And they do, they, they mould you for the future. So certain things I really enjoyed in high school, I still carry on now. So history, science, not so much math, food. These are the things I've, I found in high school. Teachers made them interesting. Teachers 
sort of involve me a lot more. And obviously food being the big one. Mm. And that's my career now because of that teacher virtually. I owe a lot to her. So hopefully if she's ever, if she ever listens then she'll know. But she doesn't. Well I don't know what was her name. Miss Martin, I can't remember her first name. Miss Martin. Yeah. Please make contact. Miss Martin. She went out with the um the PE teacher and he was just mean. He was a mean he was really nice but he was rough so well. we used to play teachers against students. Was this rugby? No, football. Oh, we couldn't oh, play rugby. It was I too rough. Too rough for our school. People would be a bit too hands on. Yeah. But it, Mr. Martin would definitely tackle you and let you know he's tackled you. Ah. Oh, wow. He was quite a hands on teacher. Nothing bad. He wasn't like that bad, but he was just. Just competitive. Yes, would you very say? competitive. Which we, we talked about we here, had, didn't we? We said that you know, it happens when they're so passionate, doesn't it? These teachers. Yeah. Okay, so Miss Martin, if you're listening, <laughs> chef, <laughs> chef, chef Rob is here he's doing, doing and he's amazing continu- work. continuing that journey around the world uh, with us <laughs> within um, his, food, his food and. Um, yeah, I mean, well done, Miss Martin, because we've got him, and you did an exceptionally good job. It's that's... so lovely to hear that that's, like, where your passion started, because some of the learners here that are hanging out with you, you could be their Miss Martin. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be called Miss Martin, but I'm, I'm sure if they want to contact me and call me Miss Martin in 10 years' time, I'll answer the phone to it, I'm sure, only on Saturdays, but... When he's got his hair down. <laughs> yeah, I've got a long hair for it. But that, that's it. School plays a massive part in everyone's life, and it's, it helps to develop passions, and that's the thing. I know there's certain lessons people aren't passionate about. Math was mine, but you still need it, and unluckily, that's one of them things you have to just grin and bear it. But the rest of them, you can really sort of like go off on a tangent and do what you want, and there's so much that you can do, and the teachers are there just to help you along the way. Yeah, math was ours as well. We, we quite often talk about this, don't we, that math is not our strong point. You don't make it fun enough, if you ask me. Do you think that's what it yeah, is? Yeah, like you go to science and they let you blow stuff up. Well, not anymore, but we used to have to blow stuff up in there. Yeah. P is obviously fun because it's physical. And you've got cooking, you can try stuff. Art, nice and expressive. Drama. Drama. English, you get to do a little bit of drama and that as well. You do. And math, you just sit there and they just hammer you with numbers. And it's, they need to find a way to make it more um, exciting. In my personal opinion, I'm sure other people disagree and love math, but for me. Remembering your wife is a math teacher. I know. <laughs> Hopefully she won't listen to it. <laughs> I tell her this all the time and she just tells me she'll. So today, Rob, we have um, another one. of You're going to, you're preparing a barbecue. I am. Um, one of the learners just knocked a wheel off my barbecue. No, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, and Jordan. that happens, so we have a wonky barbecue. We do have a wonky, old Rusty. I'm after to retire her after today. Are you? Rust- yeah. Is that what her name is, Rusty? Yeah, she's 10 years, so I had old Rusty. Old Rusty. She's following me up and down the country. She's fed thousands of people. What, and there you go. So, although you haven't been all around the world, you've been all around the country, country. with Rusty. <laughs> with Rusty the barbecue. <laughs> I'm not coming off very good in this, am I? <laughs> so, Rusty's now lost a wheel. Um, but she, got, she's still working. She's still working I've anyway. Got, I have somebody here that could probably replace that wheel. Yeah. I've had a little, little DIY chat. People just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel's gone. Yeah. But it's going to have one last... Hoorah. Hoorah. So we're doing a Caribbean style barbecue. Oh. So we've got like jerk chicken, barbecue ribs, um, we've got burgers, corn on the cob. So I'm sure everyone, everyone loves a barbecue, especially everyone on a hot day. Everyone loves a barbecue. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you, Rob. Amazing. Thank, Thank you very you, much. Rob. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you.